Hey guys, Coach Sean here. Welcome to another episode of the Coach Sean Fitness Podcast. So today, what we're talking about is lower back issues. We're going to be talking about uh, pretty much exercise to do different kind of lower back issues and the fact that what one side, not one size fits all when it comes to lower back. So for example, I'm going to be talking about a lot about my lower back problems, but that doesn't mean my lower back problems are the same as your lower back problems. But I will be talking about how you can identify differences between my lower back and potentially your lower back problems and exercises that you, you could be doing to help improve pretty much overall quality of life because anyone out there that's listening that that has suffered with lower back pain knows just how debilitating it is. I mean, you can have a leg issue, an arm issue, whatever, and you're still somewhat able to get by with your day. Obviously, it's a big setback in your day, but lower back is a completely different ball game. So with that said, guys, we're getting straight into today's episode of the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about lower back issues, lower back pain, exercises, different things you could be doing to help overcome your lower back pain. Now, right from the get-go, um, what did this video is not going to be a one-size-fits-all because I believe my back problems may not be the same as your back problems. So I will be talking about my issues and my lower back pain, uh, but I'll also be talking about different exercises, some of which won't necessarily help me but they might help you. So that's this whole video's about. It's gonna be about different trial and everything, different exercise that you could be doing. And once again, before I go all the way into this, um, if you're chronically suffering from lower back pain, stop listening. Stop, just just go, go to a physio, go whatever you need to do, get some help, because you're not gonna get any answers from, from something like this uh, if you're in absolute chronic pain. So these are, these are exercises and different things you could be doing if you're, on the main mend, you're, you're getting little setbacks from your training, and you just feel like every now and again, oh, I'm feeling a twinge here, I'm feeling a little bit sore here, and um, I, I don't know exactly what's going on, I don't know what I should be doing to, to help relieve that pain, but if you're in like, oh no, I can't do a damn thing, there might be one or two tips in this, but for the most part, seek some help so with that said we're going to get straight into uh just issues targeting that lower back issues targeting that lower back pain so one of the things that people think that could be an issue is uh, your disc is bulging you know they go for an mri and they're told their disc is bulging but that may not necessarily be the root of the problem because a lot of people have bulging discs and some of them are like it's very common like I saw a study where it's like up to 20% of people um, over 40 will have issues with their discs, but that doesn't mean that they have pain. Like there's a there's a poor uh, correlation between disc degeneration and actual lower back pain. So you could be having a bulge in this right now and not have too much lower back pain. I don't think you're listening to me if you don't have any lower back pain, but you know, it, it is very possible that that's the case. So what's going on? Well, I do hear a lot when people have lower back pain, hey, I need to get an MRI or I need to get an X-ray. But what's not going to show up on that X-ray or that MRI is, is muscle strains or, or any issues, your ligaments that could be, you know, your muscles could be too tight in one way that's pulling your lower back one which way or the other. And that could be causing the overall issue of the back. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Exercise you could be doing that's not just the, the lower back itself, but, but muscles around there, your glutes, your hamstrings, your quads, hip flexors, all your core, all the rest that could be affecting that lower back pain, even though you may be feeling it right in that middle of the spine doesn't necessarily mean that it's just a disc problem. So here's what I've learned with, with my lower back issues and hopefully there's something here that may help you with yours. So usually when I have 
let's say a complete flare up or something goes wrong it's happened three or four times where i've just done something yeah something stupid really <laughs> I, I knew i shouldn't be doing by chance that anyway it's happened so in the last 10 years i've had three or four really bad flare-ups uh, well three really bad ones that i couldn't walk for 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 a couple of days and i did that you know that awkward baby crawl walk and all the rest and uh, like the baby steps forward i mean to say and um that's happened three or four times if that happens to you uh, I find it's a lot easier, you know, obviously your, your ibuprofen or whatever, but that that as well as um, getting heat patches and stuff like that, but only a couple of days because the old advice used to be, you know, rest up for the next month, stay in bed for the next month, your bed ridden for a month until that lower back pain eases. And I find that if I don't start moving, and, and let's just take the, the three instances alone out of the way and all of the minor little things here and there, but in general, if I don't start moving, if I haven't trained in a week or two, my lower back seizes up. I, I feel like crap and I can't do anything. I actually feel worse. My legs feel worse. They feel like I'm, you know, big two steel rods coming across straight all the way from my glutes all the way down. It just feels awful. So, you know, you have to get up and start moving and try and start training, get more active and stuff. And that's going to help loosen out your lower back. And we're going to get an exercise in a second that you can be doing to help loosen out that lower back. But another principle I have with lower back training, and this may be more specific to me than you guys, um, I don't like training very early morning. I used to be a big fan of training at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, not so much anymore. I just find it takes me a little bit longer to, to loosen up. Uh, and we will be talking in depth in a second about you know different warps you could be doing. Maybe if you spent an extra 5, 10 minutes doing a warp, you'll actually be grand and you don't need to put off your training to later today, especially if you've only got one time to train and it is that 6 a.m. because you've got so much going on the rest of the day, well then, but by all means, train at 6 a.m., but just spend a little more time in the warm-up and the warm-up exercise we'll be going through in a second. But for me, I know that I need to loosen out a little bit more, that I need to be up and about and walking and all the rest, and then later on in the day, I'll feel much better. My back will feel much better when I get a workout in, and I feel like I could do that a little bit more. So uh, the, the whole point there is just don't allow your back to seize up <coughs> excuse me keep moving a day or two after you've got something after you've got that flare up keep moving try a couple of things and another thing before we get to the exercises people may be sick of hearing hey you know did you try yoga because i know i got that a lot like i'd suffer my lower back and uh you know i'd be barely able to walk and someone would be like hey did you try yoga i'm like yeah, what now I have absolutely nothing against yoga. Yoga is fantastic. It's brilliant. And I think that is a lot of th things that a lot of people should be doing for a lower back. Um, but some people, and this is directed to some people who say, hey, I've tried that. Didn't work for me. Um, I think the, the problem with that is that people just jump immerse themselves in, in into a, a class that's at a different level. And they're just doing all these sorts of different exercises. And one of them may flare up your lower back and you may come away thinking, and you may not feel it for another 24 hours, but you may come away thinking, you know what? That yoga flare in my lower back, it's not good for me. Uh, it could have been just one exercise. So what I say to people is, you know, lie on your back and if you bend your knees, bring your heels up towards your hips as if you're bent to a glute bridge. And if you hold that for 30 seconds or so, and after that then um, see how you feel. If that relieves pain, so if you're, you're sitting, you're lying on your back, Knee, knees bent and if you feel relief there then you may have an issue with extension so some of the exercises that cause you to arch your back back could be causing that issue and then the relief is to lie down bring the knees up as the exact same the opposite way you know if you like completely flat and your legs are straight and you get that relief after a minute 
well then you might have some issues you know with bending forward and that could be some sort of crunch exercise and stuff you may have to avoid you know different leg exercises like crunches and all the rest and and, and hanging the leg raises one i have awful trouble with myself and uh, that i found out the hard way i was like oh there was something wrong with that routine i did i couldn't figure it out for a couple of days afterwards i remember going to a physio and they're like one of the exercises you did and i was thinking i did you know lunges this exercise this exercise and like nope 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 that's not it i'm like has to be one of them and then i was walking coming home i was like wow i was hanging off the bar i was doing hanging leg raises i've never done that before and i was like bingo that was it so it's a process of elimination through those exercises. Okay, something was wrong. And that was the one that was different for me. So like, let's say, uh, go back to that previous example where you're bending your knees and your feet are close to your hips. If that gives relief, you know, stuff like flutter kicks and, and, and leg raises and stuff, that could be aggravating your lower back. You could be doing that in a full 45 minutes. It doesn't have to be yoga, just anything. And you do that at the end, you might think that entire session wrecked my lower back. And it's like, no, it was the one exercise but you didn't know which exercise because you didn't go through a trial and error. Um, another issue you could have is, is you know, if you're playing golf or tennis and stuff and all that rotation and stuff, that could be an issue as well. So it could be rotation, it, it could be flexion, it could be extension of your back. And you kind of have to figure out which one works for you and which one doesn't. Because like I said, the very start of this thing, everyone's lower back pain is different. So if you have someone saying, oh, you know, I had lower back pain, I did this, this and this, you should do that and you'd be grand. They don't really know what they're talking about there because everyone is more unique in that. So uh, once again, in all this, if you got out of this, hey, he's bashing yoga. You did not listen to me at all whatsoever. I'm just saying there's some exercise and it could be in the gym. It could be anything. It could be Pilates. I'm just saying yoga because it's one thing I kept hearing was, hey, try yoga. Hey, try yoga. Hey, try yoga. And that could work great. Anything could work great. I'm not bashing anything like that. I'm just saying that you should be aware of what exercises you can and can't do that may flare up your lower back that little bit more instead of putting everything to one big ball and saying i can't do exercise i can't train because you're not gonna help yourself that way in my opinion so with that said guys i'm gonna go into my exercises uh, for warm-ups five different exercises i like to do to to bulletproof my lower back so not just some warm-ups just throughout the session these are the five exercises i like to do i post this before up on youtube but i'm gonna go through them really quickly right now and uh, the first one is glute bridges and that pelvic movement so with this one and uh, you know weak and tight glutes can you know pull on that lower back so sometimes when people see these exercises they just look easy and like ah i do a harder variation i do a hip thrust throw bar up on my my hips and the way it goes like don't do that just start off nice and light no matter how easy it is just think of the function and why you're doing it you're doing it to loosen up those hips so lie on your back heels in close to your hips start pushing your lower back into the floor first to tuck those hips into the right position then bring your hips up one at a time as if you're peeling up your vertebrae one at a time and then slowly right back down from there and get eight to 10 reps in. So maybe the first thing you do is just keep pushing that lower back into the ground, back up, create that lower arch in your back, push right to the floor, up and down from there six to eight times, then get some glute bridges in from there. And um, that one helped me out a lot. The next one I find is doing something for my upper back to stop me from rounding may not directly affect your lower back but I, I like doing it and, and maybe doing something like handcuffs instead so you get a small bit of back extension once again though you're seeing already back extension that could be something that flares up your your lower back and makes it worse so you have to start thinking okay maybe if i just did you know 10 minutes of work so going back to the yoga analogy for a quick second if you you're like i don't know which one's gonna be worse or better maybe you just did 10 15 minutes of flexion exercises see how you feel a day or two later 
maybe start adding a little bit to it from there. So you maybe just do 10 minutes of work. So instead of a full 45 minute yoga session, you're now doing just 10 minutes, seeing how you feel the next day, and then slowly start adding, slowly start building up. And maybe one of those days where something didn't feel right that day, what was it? Let's take that out as a place with something else. Let's take a mental note of that exercise it did, anything similar to that, I'm gonna leave it out for now. So back to that second exercise, handcuffs. So that's where you're lying on your, your stomach, your arms are out in front, you slowly rotate the shoulders right back. So you get a bit of upper back mobility here, arms behind your lower back as if you're handcuffed, and then raise yourself up with that back extension, slowly right back down out again. So you're getting a bit of strengthening work on the lower back muscles by throwing that back extension. You're also opening up the upper back as well, uh, which is great before doing other exercises after your warm. So we're thinking ahead of other exercises that will affect your lower back, but maybe not directly as well. Speaking of which, the next exercise is side planks. So many benefits of side planks in this one. You know, you're working your core, your obliques, your hips, your knees, the whole lot here, and you're developing that strong core. So we talked about a couple minutes ago about uh, rotation being an issue. Side planks gonna help tackle that a little bit because you're working on your obliques here. So, you know, start off light on it. Start off 10 seconds maybe each side, then build up 15, 20 seconds. You're getting 25, 30 seconds of side plank Let's start adding some side plank rotations, some side plank dips, a couple of things in there just to keep moving. Add that little bit of stimulus, add that extra little bit of challenge. And just like with exercise training itself, that's where that adaption is going to happen from there. From there, my favorite exercise for core is dead bugs. So we talked about before about flutter kicks being an issue for lower back. With dead bugs, that lower back pinned to the floor, two feet up, so you're... you're, you're your knees are in a table position, and then from there, you'll slowly have the lower back push into the floor, slowly breathe out, kick the leg out as far as you can, as long as your lower back maintains contact to the floor, right back in, change over the opposite leg, the exact same thing. Don't worry about your hands at first, especially within the 10, 15 minutes. Just keep your hands down by the side, slowly kick out one at a time. After a couple of weeks and you're feeling that's okay, then start bringing the hands into it. Opposite hand with legs, slowly push out as long as your lower back's maintaining contact with the floor, drilling it into the floor, keep going from there. After that, you start throwing bands into it. Have a band wrapped against the rack or something, pulling it in with your arms, holding that position, tensing up your core, then slowly as you breathe out, kick the leg away, right back in, and start slowly adding to it, like the side plank, slowly adding to it, making it a little bit progressive, more progressive, making it a little bit harder each and every time. Start building up the strength in your core. The last one that I'm gonna talk about here is uh, reverse hypers. For some people, this is fantastic, but like I said a couple minutes ago, uh, if you suffer you know, flexion, extension, one could aggravate it. So um, a lot of people don't have a reverse hyper machine as well, so it's very hard to do. So with this one, you have your hands up over your forearms, up over a table, your legs are hanging down, so you're like 90 degrees from your back to your, your, your legs, if that makes sense, and you're bringing your feet up right back down so you could you could do this over a large box and um, if you don't have uh, boxes in the gym you can also have a, a a gym ball and you're on the gym ball gym balls on the, the bench and you're leaning over that that ball on the bench and from there your legs should be straight towards the ground and then you're slowly squeezing the glutes as you raise the legs up right back down for some people this is going to be an absolute godsend of an exercise for others you might be like feeling something's not right there so i think if you've got a bit of Disc issues there with legit disc issues, that one could be worse, but if you've got lower back pain and it's caused by something else, that could be an absolute godsend, that could be fantastic for you. Uh, a bonus one there is, uh, and I like to throw into a lot of my workouts, if you did any of my 
my lockdown workouts you would have seen i'd say nine times out of ten at some stage i need it for myself is that cat cow that cat camel position depends what you want to call it so you're on all fours you arch your back deep breath in slowly breathing out push the back up towards the end getting a bit of movement in that spine nice and slowly nothing too fast on it most people feel okay after doing this one so see how, see how that's going from there so that's my my go-to exercise to have in the warm but as well as that I always have different stretches in there, making sure I'm stretching out the hamstrings, stretching out the glutes, uh, the quads, the hip flexors, getting a couple of stretches in, but then throwing in those strengthening exercises in the warm-up as well. And I'd slowly, I'd start off in the round personally, uh, I'd start off with the uh, probably the glute bridge into the dead bug, the side plank, turn it over into a cat camel and just making the flow. Then I'll start stretching the glutes out a bit more, you know, spider lunge rotation, so that's a press up position, right foot by right hand, getting the elbow down slowly twisting back from there opening up those glutes working my way up to my feet and then from there i'll have probably some squats or lunges or single leg rdls still working that core but also getting the full body prepared for whatever's coming up next and then it'd be a little more specific to what's coming next so i probably won't do a whole hell of a lot of lunges if i know it's an upper body workout for example that there's no real point i just get enough there that I'm working my lower back and getting the benefit of that feeling better before anything else from there. So one of the things I always get asked about lower back and and I don't I don't do them personally is I talk about trial and error exercises. One of them I feel over the years I've kept coming back to and I kept regressing from is the big lifts. So um let's take bench pressing out of the equation for a second. I'm talking about barbell squats and barbell deadlifts. At the moment they are out for me. And I can hear people screaming at me saying, hey, Sean, they are fantastic exercise. What the hell are you doing? You're getting so much strength gains from barbell squats and deadlifts. Yes, yes, you are. Are they a good exercise? Yes. Uh, you know, if you're doing these exercises and you're doing them in correct form and perfect form on them and you have no issue with your lower back, fantastic. Keep going. Right? Keep knocking them out. You know, best of luck to you. I just know every time I do them, I feel, eh. I don't feel great putting that pressure on my lower back. I just don't feel right. Yes, I need to work a little bit more on my mobility. Yes, I need to work a little bit more on my mobility, but I just don't feel great doing them. So, so why would I do them? And I just feel like people progress too fast on them. Like as soon as they're able to squat, they're like, right, let's load up a bar and let's see how much I could do. And I just feel that a part of the problem with a lot of people, especially you know, in the big box gyms is to just go straight into barbell squatting very fast. Uh, like I said, just load the bar, away you go. Once you have the squat partner down, keep going. And you're missing out on so much potential strength in terms of getting the exercise right, doing goblet squats, working on your core, working on your technique, working on your brace breathing, the whole lot while doing that. And then if you get all that down and then you advance on the barbell squats, your barbell squats are going to be so much better. Whereas if you're in this position now, with the barbell on your back, you got a heavy load and the margin for error is a lot thinner. And the fact is you're only practicing on that. You're not getting a lot out of the exercise in comparison to building up to a properly. And the risk reward balance starts changing if you're going to strengthen the barbell, in my opinion on that one. To me, it's like, it's like watching a TV series. It's like, you know, you know what, like 24, Jack Bauer. It, barbell squats is like jumping straight to season three. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he's badass. He's doing all these things, but you're not getting as much benefit out of it as you watch from season one. So you're watching season three. It's like, you know, why is he the way he is? Why is he on, you know, addicted to heroin? Who the hell is Nina Myers? 
why should I hate this Kim Bauer person? So there's so much going on that we just still enjoy it because it's, it's just a cool action series with 24 episodes. But had you watched the first season, you, you know all the ins and outs of it, so there's a bigger payoff from, from it, just like the Barbell Squad in terms of, there's a weird analogy, but I'm going with it anyway, let's see how I go with it. And uh, with a barbell squat, yes, you're gonna get stronger doing it, but had you built up right to it by doing the goblet squats, by doing maybe the two cowbell rack squats, feeling a lot more in your core, and then progressing onto barbell, you're at a stronger base, a stronger foundation, you're gonna get more bang for your buck when you get to that barbell, instead of going through a learning process to barbell, and it could be too challenging, and you're increasing that risk of injury. So slowly building up to it, it's gonna give you a much, much better, bigger payoff, in my opinion. So, exercises I would do instead of um, barbell squats and deadlifts. I didn't really touch too much on deadlifts. I think a lot of it is just, just making sure you got the, the, the right form now. Once again, some people might do trap bars instead of straight bars. Their mobility's not great. Great, fantastic, no issue with that. I just know personally that I prefer to do single leg stuff. And, and here's the whole thing with me doing single leg stuff instead of just the, the, the barbell deadlifts and squats. Yes, the goal is to get stronger, but at the same time, I feel there's gonna be more transfer, uh, not more transfer of strength, but it's more applicable to what I wanna get out of it, which is I wanna get be a stronger runner uh, and, and I wanna enjoy being in the gym. I don't enjoy barbell squats. I don't enjoy barbell deadlifts unless you are a powerlifter and you really enjoy them. I would question why they're there, but if you, if you enjoy them and they're, they're safe, no issue, by all means, bang away, keep at them. I'm just not 100% confident when I do them. I know I've had issues flare up shortly after doing them. Like, was that the barbell squat? Was that the deadlift? And I just like, I don't really want to do them. So I'd, I'd rather do a Bulgarian split squat where I know all the focus is on that quad and glute and I can feel it work a lot more on, on the single leg. And uh, as I'm knowing myself, push my foot through the floor, drive myself back up again, having two heavier weights by my side or up in a goblet position when I work a bit of core, I could feel that work more for me than I can doing a barbell squat where I'm worried about absolutely everything else, especially my lower back. So there's no reason for me to do them. Doesn't mean you can't build up and do them from you. But the main thing is with all these is find exercise that gets you off the couch and get you start moving again. Uh, a barbell squats and stuff are further down the road, but whatever gets you, up moving even if it's just 10 minutes every day every second day and then slowly build them up from there because i honestly do feel the worst thing you can do is absolutely nothing so yeah that's pretty much it guys i hope you got um, a, a, a bit of help out of those exercises maybe i just did waffle on for the last 24 minutes or so but hopefully that's not the case hopefully it, it helps you think about I think the biggest takeaway from that anyway is going, right, let's start trialing our different exercises. That's what worked for me was every now and again, I do an exercise, I try something new and I'm like, nope, didn't like that, didn't work for me. And every exercise is changeable, guys. You don't have to do the same exercise. You don't have to do the same exercise over and over again, but you don't have to always keep trying new exercises for the sake of trying new exercises. Find ones that work for you. Maybe try and find slight modifications as you go through the weeks, months and years from there and keep have a reason for why you're doing it. So like I talked about a second ago, the barbell squats, have a reason for why you're doing those barbell squats. If it's just something like, you know, you love going to the gym and doing barbell squats and you feel safe and comfortable doing them, by all, way, by all means, keep on doing them. But if it's a case of, well, I heard such and such said it's gonna make me really, really strong doing barbell squats. I don't like doing them, but I have to do them. There's probably something else out there for you. Um, so actually, before I go, I just want to quickly go through some of those um, exercises. I don't, don't think I went through them all. So Bulgarian split squats, uh, really like doing them. Single leg RDLs, 
they they're a fantastic exercise as well so that's slight bend in one knee kicking your leg back you can do all sorts of things with them uh farmer walks as well anything that you're going to work on slowing down the inset the inset eccentric part of the single leg exercise so like if you're holding that this proposition you're slowly long for three to four seconds i love adding those kind of different strength exercises in there so that's going to be pretty much it for this episode of coach on fitness podcast really hope you enjoy this one hope you got something out of it once again actually do hit me up on instagram at coach underscore sean c if you are enjoying these podcast episodes and i will wrap up there that's it